The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 117. Friday, November 21st, 2008. So this is the Ponch Stevenson Show, episode 117. It's the Light Show with David Letterman. I am Rob. And I'm David Letterman. <laughs> and. And here's Paul Schaefer, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Paul. Come on. Come on, Paul Schaefer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Dave. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, so I'm Rob. Yes. And uh, I'm Greg. We don't have to introduce ourselves every time. If we have a new years. if we have a new listener, the listener isn't going to know who's who. So I'm Rob, you are Greg. Anyway, today <coughs> <laughs> What did we do? Uh so today we went to the David Letterman Late Show with David Letterman in Manhattan. No, in the I'm Cleveland. just come on, I'm just clarifying. Yes. Fifty third and Broad Street, the Ed Sullivan Theater. That's right. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. You're Paul Schaefer? Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh when Paul Schaefer came out at first and was like talking, I was like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? He's like, wah, 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 thing. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me let me look this up here real quick. Well, he's Canadian. Oh yeah, he was in the Spinal Tap movie. What the? Heck? He was in the Blues Brothers. Two two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Ah. Well, one of his band members is uh, Tom Bones Malone. <clears throat> he was in the Blues Brothers band. Who's that? The Blues Brothers. But, no, no, no. I mean, who's Bones Malone? He was the guy wearing that pink. Oh, the trombone. Yeah. 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 Get it? Bones? Yes. From bone? Yes, it took me a second. Uh, Several episodes ago, 111, mm. we went to the show live with Regis and Kelly. Regis! And we talked about that. And I said, compared to how Regis Philbin looks on TV, he looks pretty good. Yeah. Then seeing him in person, to me, it seemed like he looked a lot older. But then going to Late Show with David Letterman today... First of all, seeing Paul Schaefer in person, he looked horrible. I don't know, he looked exactly as I expected him to look. He just looked like this weird blob. I don't know, this is weird. But then David Letterman came out, and, and compared to how he looks on TV, I thought David Letterman looked good. Yeah. He looks well, pretty much how he looks on TV. Yeah, so, so the backstory is, um, after he went to Regis... I went on the internet and I said, well, what other, you know, shows are they, you know, that they tape in New York that we could go to? So I guess my next choice would have been like Conan, but you can't get tickets. Why? I guess it's too difficult. I don't know. Apparently I was reading that for, for the NBC shows like Conan O'Brien and uh, Saturday Night Live, they have a, some kind of lottery system, but it ended like in the summer. For nah. this season. Ah, oh, what? So I don't So I said, I right, forget about that. So then I was like, ah, oh, Late Show. So on Letterman, you can go on the, the Late Show's website, and I don't know what it is, and you go on there and you type in your name, you give your phone number, and you had to put your name and the person who was coming with you, you can only get two, to put their name. So I put Rob's name. Right. And it was like this this crazy thing where if if, if I did not have Rob with me, I could not get in. 
I know we both had to show our IDs. Yeah, ridiculous. So, all right. So then I'm like, okay. So they called me the first time a few weeks back. They said, oh, can you make, you had to put like three dates. So can you make it? I said, no, nah, I can't. Now I had something to do with work. So they called again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go. And the guy's like, okay, well, here's the number. You call this person at this number and then you have to answer a trivia question to win the tickets. So I'm like, I'm That's like, right. okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, win the tickets? Yes. Yes, that's right. So, what was the trivia question? Wait a minute. So I go on Google, because I'm, I'm going to be prepared for this. All right, good idea. I'm not going to get screwed over, points luck. So I go on Google to find out, like, well, what happened? So there's, like, other people, like, on different message boards, whatever, like, posting what happened. And, you know, they're saying whatever. And apparently they ask you, like, these obscure questions about like these like like some of the people that that work on the show, <coughs> names of band members, names of the different stupid stuff. I don't know any of that. Some of the stunts that they do. So I went on Wikipedia and I literally made a cheat sheet, <laughs> like a whole sheet full of late show like tidbits. Wow. So I'm like, oh, I'm prepared for this. I am prepared. So I call this woman. She's like, oh, I'll have to call you back. All right. So she calls me back the next day and, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, she asked me, you know, these things. And then I'm like, oh, I, 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 question. So then she asked me, why do they call the, the girl who the, who was it? The, the, the chainsaw girl or the, uh, no, not the chainsaw girl, uh, flaming girl. I, I don't know what it was. Basically, Letterman has this, this bit. Where he drops something in the water and sees if it floats. Okay. Will this float? And then on the side, there's this woman who has, who's dressed in this like metal getup and she has this like blowtorch or something and she's like sparking herself like this metal is burning. And this other woman is like lighting herself on fire. I don't what know. What sense does that make? None. What does that have to do with anything? It's stupid human tricks. <laughs> That's right. So, alright, yes, so yes. I had, so I was like making uh -huh. stuff up, and I was somewhat, she's like, okay, uh, you kinda know what the answer is, I'll, 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 you can win them. I'm like, if this woman said you lose, <laughs> I would go over to that Sullivan Theater and I would like pee on it or something. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. So you, know? you, so you got the ticket? Yes. So then we show up today, and it's freezing cold. Oh, man. <sighs> the weather channel said feels like 21 degrees. Well, it certainly did. That's cold. That's freezing. Yeah. Well, Literally. That. Yeah. So we're standing in the line there, and we go right in, and the, they, they give us the tickets, even though they have to check our name 75 times. Like, what? I know. Regis. Regis. Right? We show up. We get in line. We get the ticket, and we're in. Yeah. That's it. This yeah. thing, it was like, show me your ID, then show mm. that person your ID, then get this person's signature. Are you going to have, and then the one girl's like, are you going to have fun on the show? I'm like, what, what, what do you care? Alright, so then, like, then you have to come back at 345. That's like an hour from, from that point. Yeah. So then we have to go, we go and get something to eat. Well, that was already after we stood outside for a half hour. Yeah. To our venture. Yeah. Then, yeah, we'll post the pictures, but then, oh, and the other thing is that, again, Regis, Regis, we got in the studio, we could do whatever we want. 
We could clap however yeah. we want, whistle, howl, take pictures, do anything. This place were like no whistling, mm. no howling, and absolutely no pictures. And they got this guy out there screaming and yelling doing the audience prep while we're uh, freezing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went in and uh, got some lunch. We had to come back in the line because they said be back at 3.45. We were there at 3.45. They made us wait for another 45 minutes. And this, this, all these stupid interns are out there with the stupid blue and yellow jackets. Yeah. And this one idiot intern is like, all right, everyone, when Dave tells a joke, you got to laugh. Even if you don't think it's funny, you still got to laugh and let us in. Shut up. Well, I don't know what happened, but... I don't know if we got there to, maybe, you know what it is, we probably should have got, this woman told me 2 to 3 p.m. We must have gotten there too late or something. But no, we got there at like 2.10. Well, what happened was, we got stuck out waiting, not only did we have to wait outside, but then when we went in, we had to sit in the balcony. All the other people got on the first floor. Yeah, so that was the other Or you thing. could see Letterman. Yeah, so we get up there, we're walking in, we go up the stairs mm. into the balcony of the studio. And of course, but follow me. Come this way. Come. Okay, your 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 seats are here. Sit here, and we sit down. And there's two the backs of two giant lights blocking our entire view. Yeah. What is that? Oh man. What kind of seats is is that? And then Letterman comes out, and he's he's been blocked by the balconies. You can barely see him. I know. <laughs> oh man. Outrageous. So. David Letterman was good. He was kind of funny, and he well, was pretty good. Yeah, he had some kind of corny jokes, but I just thought it was... He had this, like, segment with Katie Couric, and they were talking about the John McCain thing, and it just seemed to go on and on, and Man. then he didn't do a top ten list. But anyway, so David Letterman was okay. Mm. Um, Stephen Colbert was one of the guests. That was cool. The band, for some reason... they The band sounded horrible. <laughs> The drummer was, like, making mistakes. He was all sloppy. And the singers, they had these guys singing that were oh, awful. Oh, God. They were just... And, and even just the the sounds, the sound of the band in the studio was just horrible. And then who was that other guest? What was her name? All right, so then Stephen Colbert was the first guest. Then the second guest is this girl. I, I think... Well, I Stephen know. Colbert was promoting his Christmas special in Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah, because he did a Christmas special in November. And he talked about building a boat, which wasn't a boat. He he said he built a skiff. No, he built a rowboat. So, um, but who was that other woman? Yeah. So this girl, I, I, she, I don't know how old she is. Seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Well, yeah, what, like what's that. the name of this movie? Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, it's the movie. She's in some kind Stupid. of Stupid. teenage vampire movie. Twilight. Stupid. Which supposedly are some popular books. Which have nothing to, like, they have nothing to do with vampire. It's just, you know, some, like, teenage, uh, you know, uh, the... It's stupid. Yeah. Nancy Drew type of stuff. Chris, your... Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Never Not to be confused in no relation to Patrick Stewart. Nah. Patrick Stewart of Star Trek The Next Generation. She's 18 years old. Yeah. Anyways. And apparently so... hasn't finished high school. So, you know, Stephen Colbert comes out and he has personalities, telling jokes and stuff like that. Well, and then this woman comes out who's, they're, they're hyping up this stupid Twilight movie. Uh, 
and she just like sits there curled up in a ball like <laughs> staring at the floor and he's asking her questions and she's just mumbling one word answers I, I what mean, is that i i what, what I was, kind of a movie promotion is that i what i said afterwards was her publicist that she has when her manager whoever it is that handles her must have literally just keeled over and died backstage. <laughs> That's like one of the things you're just like, eh, eh, it, it, I mean, it was, it was brutal. I, I actually, I wasn't even making fun of her. I'm not going to make fun of her. I, I felt really bad because that was, but he's asking just, her questions. Bombing. He's asking her questions like, Hey, so, uh, what do you know about vampires? And she's just like, like staring at the floor. <clears throat> she's like, I don't know. She's like, uh, I, I really only know about our vampires from our movie. What? The, the, the term vampire <laughs> is a term that is used to describe something called vampires. <laughs> exactly. It's, he's not asking you about the vampires in some Anne Rice novel or vampires in, <laughs> in, in Joss Whedon's TV series or, or, you know, the vampires in, uh, Sesame Street. Ah, ah, ah. But that, but it doesn't even matter. You just ah. answer the question. Who you, cares? You can't. I mean, you, you can't make something about up. vampires. Idiot. And then Dave was like, "Well, how did you get into show business?" Ah. Oh. And you know, here Paul Schaefer in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd you get into show business? <laughs> oh, then he's like, "Yeah, bats, bats are bad." That guy, he's useless. <laughs> and um, yeah, and and then she's just like. My parents are in show business. And then she's like trying to describe some kind of like, you know, their crew or, or something. And, and like Dave Letterman is actually explaining the terminology for her. <laughs> He's like putting words in their mouth because she can't spit it out. I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, so but he asked her, he's like, so, uh, what do you do for fun? Like to do anything recreationally? Yeah. And she's just like, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I guess I like, to dry, I don't know. <laughs> no, then she's, she says, like, what, you don't even know what you do for fun? She, Come on, talk! She goes, she goes, you're on national TV trying to promote a big budget movie, talk! She's like, after, after the movie comes out, we're going to Europe, and we're doing this promotional tour in, in London and Berlin, and I think after that's over, I'm going to drive to Russia. What? Drive to Russia? What? To do what? First of all, what are you going to do in Russia? Well, you can just drive into Russia. <laughs> they want to see papers. Probably won't let you out. Papers, please. You could, no, you know what? I want her to drive to Russia no. so they kill her and no. we never have to see her again. Uh, she was in a movie a couple of years ago with uh, Dylan McDermott called The Messengers. Yeah, well, she was also in that stupid uh, Hayden Christensen jumper movie. I, I don't, I don't think she had a big part, but she, she was in the Messengers, and I thought that was she actually did a very good job in that movie. So, I mean, it's just weird. I mean, you know, some of these, some of these actors, actresses, you know, they they are one way on television or on in a movie in front of the camera, and like in real life, they're just like dumb, strange. <laughs> it's not even being dumb; it's just like strange awkward yeah like you know they can't like interact or <laughs> they don't you know some people they some of them don't even give interviews because they just like they get all weirded out like uh miss hatfield 
Yeah, yeah, I know. She was acting like that. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, I mean, if I was in like the first row, I think she would have been even more like, it, it, like, yeah, uh, nervous because the whole time, did you see me? The whole time I was like this. Both of us. I was making the choke. Just wise cracking doing, into each other. And... I was doing like the choke sign. <laughs> and then they had, this is the band, the, this is a tribute band week. Oh, yeah. And they had yeah. some Neil Diamond tribute band called Super Diamond. Num- number one, none of these guys looked anything like Neil Diamond. One guy was dressed like Elvis. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, you, you guys can't even like, uh, we were talk, we were joking about the movie Saving Silverman. Right. Where the, one of the, you know, the, the these guys are in a band. Uh, it's a, it's a Neil Diamond, uh, band and they're dressed like Neil Diamond, Jack Black, uh, Steve Zahn and, and Jason Biggs. Right. And, you know, these guys look nothing like Neil Diamond. And then, you figure, okay, you're gonna get one song on the Late Show with David Letterman, right? For for Neil Diamond. What's it gonna be? I mean, you have you has to think it's got to be Sweet Caroline. I know. No. Nope. What did they play? I don't know. I, I don't know the, what that song was. I know the song, but it's yeah, they were awful. Anyway, uh, we'll post the. We took a couple pictures. Yeah, you know, we would have taken more. We weren't, we weren't allowed. No. So I'll post a few pictures on the on porn scenes. And Wait, and then this stupid guy was that? There, I heard. I kept hearing this like talking. Was that someone's walkie-talkie? Or was that guy? Yeah. No, it was a. It was like a walkie-talkie. Right. The lighting guy. No, you know it was weird during one of the songs because they they the band plays the song. They go to a commercial break, but the band continues to play. Yeah. The full song. Then they come back from the commercial. And the, then they're like doing the push ups. Yeah. So in the middle of one of the song, uh, of one of the songs, uh, Paul Schaefer gets out from behind 20 keyboards that he has surrounding him. <laughs> so many keyboards. Even though he only plays one. Yeah. He comes out from behind the 20 keyboards and starts doing push ups. And then the, the, uh, the, and then all, and then the rest the horn of the section are doing push ups. Yeah, this is weird. I know they're, look. I know they're trying to be funny, but they're just old, lame, white musicians. Oh, come on. Well, there was a black lady. And, and so uh, the drummers kept... They were all just lame. Well, there are no Max Weinberg and Max Weinberg 7. Yeah, it, was, it was like these, these 50, 60-year-old guys trying to dress like 20-year-olds <laughs> with like dyed hair and trying yeah. to be cool. But don't try to be cool. Just be musicians. You, you know, you try to be cool, it comes off as being lame. Mm. You know, it's it's not like you know, it's not like Conan where you have Max Weinberg from the E Street band, right? And a couple of the other guys, uh Jimmy Vivino and I think the La Bamba guy are in the Southside Johnny. Yeah. And the Asbury Jukes. Southside Johnny, one of my favorite uh rock and roll groups. Never really got never really uh never really got big. But I think in many many Accounts, in my opinion, is better than Springsteen. I would probably agree with that, even though I've never heard them. You've never heard Southside Johnny, and you're from New Jersey. I've never even heard of them. You've never heard of Southside Johnny? No. Oh, my God. Has anybody? I bet you Esteban from Antarctica no. has heard of Southside Johnny, and you haven't. I don't think so. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, next. Mm. Uh, you're gonna like this. You're gonna think this is oh, funny. Oh boy. I saw, I was flipping through the channels the other day on TV, 
And you know how there's the Ebert and Roper movie critic show, and even though neither one of them are on it. (laughs) One guy's dead. So then I saw this other movie review show called At the Movies, and they're, they're going through the movies, thumbs up, thumbs down. And so they get to this movie, and they both, they're both really excited about it. Mm. Like, yeah, this is upcoming action movie. You're not going to believe it, but we both actually really like it. We both think it's really good. Mm. And this is the part that you're not going to believe. It stars Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ah, yes! He's coming out with a new movie. The Muscles from Brussels! (laughs) And we, neither one of us in our entire movie (laughs) critic careers never thought we'd recommend a Van Damme movie. Wait, it's going to be in theaters? Yes! Oh, it isn't. It's co- yeah, it's called, this is the name of the movie. JCVD. Jean-Claude Van Damme. His initials, yeah. It's called JCVD, and the plot of the movie is that it's like some sort of lawsuit or something where the people are suing him for making bad movies. Ah! And they want their money back. <laughs> Wait, is this serious? So, yes! So... So it's like something like his punishment is that his children get taken away or something like what? that. So, so he leaves the. What does he drop kicking lawyers? No. Roundhouse? No. I so, just split. No, he's like, come on, that movie was not that bad. Come on, <laughs> Universal Soldier Two, not that ah. bad. Come on. So anyway, they're done with the trial. He leaves the the, the courthouse and he's walking down the street. I wonder now. I wonder if the trial was like his actual trial against <laughs> Frank Dukes, where he started cursing and but, screaming about how he he cleaned toilets for five dollars or something. Hey, what? judge! I cleaned toilets five dollars, judge. Okay, Mr. Van Dam, you cannot curse in the courtroom. I'm sorry, judge. Anyway, so he so the trial's over. He leaves the courtroom. He's walking down the street. And there just so happens to be a bank robbery in progress. The bank robbers are, like, trying to get away, and he bumps into one of them, and they're like, hey, you're trying to stop us, that's it, we're we're taking you hostage. God. So now, this action movie actor is now in custody of these terrorists, these bank robbers, and now he has to try to use... What knowledge he's gained from doing like action stunts and try to beat up the bad guy. Wait a minute, he can't beat them up for real? I thought he was this martial artist. <laughs> but I know, but he's playing an actor. Uh... He's playing a martial artist actor. Wait, so he's not playing himself? He, it, it, it's weird. I can't. Uh... So it's like he has to pretend like he knows martial arts. And trick the bad guys into thinking he knows martial arts so they let him go. I think I'm going to have to go see this. I, I may have to see. I don't think it's going to be in theaters. <laughs> it is. It's coming out. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. The last Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I saw in the theater was Knock Off. <laughs> with Rob Schneider. Yeah. Wow. That was so bad. I haven't seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie ever since. And that was like 10 years ago. I think I saw, uh, but, sudden, I, but I might have to go see this. I saw, uh, many years ago, I saw Sudden Death. I saw that in the theaters, but I don't think I've, I've seen any of his other movies in, in a movie theater. Hey, maybe I haven't seen any other ones. Oh, uh, Double Team. 
I saw that in the theaters. Oh, here we go. No- Rodman. November 7th. Limited. what I tell you? Yeah. So, it's still in theaters. <laughs> Where? In New York City, probably. Oh, please. Hey, I'm going to go watch it. JCVD. Let me see how many stars did it get. Look, 8 out of 10 stars. Come on. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. So there's that. Um, and then, oh, then, of course, the uh, the new uh, James Bond movie came out. Yes. Quantum of Solace. Have you seen that? I did. Quantum of Solace. When you I think? did. Well, I, well, we both saw Casino Royale. We both liked that. Yeah. We, t- we, we talked about that a while ago. I saw it with Dennis a few years ago in the theater. We talked about it. You know, I mean, like I said, one of the things about Casino Royale was that it was, it's, was that the, 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 what they were trying to do with that one is go back to more of how the Ian Fleming had written a character in the books. Um, you know, a lot of the previous bonds were, you know, that kind of like tongue in cheek humor and, and, you know, it was all, it was always about gadgets and, mm-hmm. Over the top stuff, and this was gonna be more realistic, right? But I, you know, I like what they did in that movie, and this movie, Quantum Solace, um, is is kind of a sequel to that, it, it, pretty much. It picks up where that one left off, and we did our review of Casino Royale yeah. episode sixty. So and we also talked about the old Woody Allen <laughs> Casino. Yeah. Woody Allen as James Bond. What, it was Woody Allen, Peter Sellers, I think, David Niven. Ringo Starr. No, Ringo Starr was not in that. <laughs> he should have been. Um, yeah, that was so, so what did you think of Quantum of Solace? You know, I think it, it's a kind of a movie where if I had seen the script, I would have said, you know what, this is an excellent script. I, the director, I just think, just missed it. They, he just was it the it. same director as Casino? No, no, it wasn't. I just think that he missed it. I, to give an example, you know, when you think about, I know that they they didn't want to go this direction, but I, I think it was um, it wasn't as violent as Casino Royale, which I think is good. I think that that movie was too violent. But I'll give an example: the beginning of the Bond movies, there's always this like action scene, right? And this movie started off with him driving a car through like uh, some city in Italy. And he's like crashing into things and, you know, it's all this like crazy stuff is going on. But the camera work, the shot was just kept flashing from one shot to the other. And, and at the end of it, you were just like, your head was just like spinning. Yeah, I don't like, like that what, style. What, the, what is going on? And it was just too fast moving. And there was a number of things that didn't make any sense. Um, there's some like agent, British agent, uh, who shows up. And then he sleeps with her, and there's like the dialogue was was just terrible, you know. And and I, I thought that he, you know, he did. I thought Daniel Craig did a good job, and and the Russian girl they had as his like co-star. I thought she did a good job. And the bad guys I did not think were very were really all that believable. You know, it just I honestly it was the kind of movie that if they had done this movie in the more uh, less violent, more like tongue in cheek kind of way, like when Roger Moore did the films or, or Timothy Dalton. It just felt, it felt a lot like an 80s 
movie, but they didn't do it like an 80s movie. They tried to make it all this real, this real, and, and it just, it didn't, it didn't really work. And I mean, how about the fact that at the end, James Bond, he winds up like saving this girl, this Russian girl, whatever. And then he doesn't, at the end, they don't uh, go to bed together. <laughs> this is a James Bond movie? <laughs> I guess. And he doesn't make any of the James Bond, you know, kind of like there's, you know, he has, has those like quips. Shaken, not stirred. Oh, no, well, you know, the, like he'll, like James, like the guy, will, he'll be fighting a guy and then he'll like, the guy will die like getting hung on something or something and it'll be like, you know, uh, oh, he's just uh, hanging around, you know, <laughs> something like that. And he didn't do that at all. Right. And at the end of it, I went with my cousin at the end, but we're like, did we just watch a James Bond movie? Or a Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, and, you know, and then we're, you know, at the end, uh, he confronts the girl, the girl in the, in the first movie, Vesper Lynn, who died. Her ex-boyfriend was supposed to be dead. And then in this movie, he finds out he's not, he's not dead. Then he goes to Russia and finds him. And, and they don't even show what he says to the guy. He just walks out. Nah. They show him walking out. I was like, what? What, what is this? It's weird. Ah, it, it just, and, and, you know, the big thing about it was that, oh, no, this agency, who was it, the, uh, I forget what they're called, the bad guy group. Chaos? Uh, no, I don't, maybe they're called Quantum. <laughs> no, just... It's like this sinister group, and they didn't really reveal anything, and it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I, I don't know, it just, it wasn't a good one. I, I would put it up there, down there, with, with uh, outings like Tomorrow Never Dies, which was terrible, or uh, the second Timothy Dalton license to kill, which was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know. It just uh, it wasn't very good. Well, again, on that show, that movie review show at the movies, yeah. um, it got mixed reviews. Quantum of Solace, but they said, okay, so it's not the best James Bond movie. What would you say are the three best? And they had the two guys on the show plus two other guys via satellite. Yeah. I don't know why, but <laughs> and the general consensus between them Goldfinger was Goldfinger, Golden Eye, and The Living Daylights. What do you say would be the three best? It's hard to pick three, but Or just or or what would you say are some of the best ones? You know what? I would personally, again, I'm a fan, but... Would you agree with those three being some of the best? They were very good. You know what? The Living Day... You know, Timothy Dalton was a chastised for not being too serious and... and too, <laughs> but for being too serious or not being for too be, serious? For being too serious, yeah. Oh, all right. But the first movie did Living Daylights in 87 was a very good movie. And especially considering Roger Moore had just done two or three, which were not all that great. Well, what was the one that was a remake of Thunderball? That was in uh, 1983. It was Never Say Never Again. Sean Connery. Roger Moore? No. Oh, Sean Connery? They did. They both did a Bond movie in 1983. So he remade his own movie, yeah. like, even though he was 20 years older? Wow. Yeah. Well, so what was the what, the other one in 1983? That Octopussy. They came out with two James that's wow! In one year. Well, interesting. You would you would assume that the Connery would do better, but no, the Mod Roger Moore movie. Which one was better? Money. The Connery was probably better. It's Sean Connery. I mean, I love <laughs> Roger Moore. He's probably my favorite Bond, but it's still Sean Connery. But so anyway, you were saying Timothy Dalton. Well, I would say if you're going to go from the beginning, 
the first movie was Dr. No, Sean Connery. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, From Russia with Love is a very, very good movie. It's a bit period sensitive in the sense that, you know, it's kind of weird in some places, but it's very good. The third movie did was Goldfinger, which was great. Uh, the fourth movie he did was, uh, let me, 64 was, was Thunderball. It was okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, that, maybe it wasn't that. That underwater battle at the end uh. just went on for way too long. And in the remake, it went on for a pretty long time too. Then, then the next one he did was, um, You Only Live Twice. That was in Japan. That was not that great. Then he left, the Australian guy, George Lazenby, did, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service with Telly Savalas, a good and Diana Rigg from uh, uh, Avengers, a a very good movie, a terrible Bond movie, and it it is absurdly long. Wait, so is it is it a good movie or is it a bad? Movie? It's a good movie, but it's a bad Bond movie. But overall, would you say yes, it's, this movie's uh, good or no, this movie it's, is it's not? It's okay. Good. It's okay. Then Connery came back, did Diamonds Are Forever, not all that great. Are we uh, still in the cheesy. 60s? No, now we're in the 70s. That was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Then he's gone. Roger Moore comes in, does Live, or Let, Live and Let Die. Or Let Die, whatever. Live and Let Die. Very good movie. A great Bond movie. Then, and right after that, he does The Man with the Golden Gun. Another great Bond movie. <laughs> then, a few years later, he does uh, The Spy Who Loves Me. A very good Bond movie. I'm telling you. Unfortunately, <laughs> his co-star... Uh, Barbara, one of the box. Barbara Bach, or what is it called? Her last name is she's Ringo Starr's wife. Once upon a spy. No, is that's that... Ted Danson. No, I know. Yeah, it's Barbara Bach. Yeah. Well, who's the one from Dukes of Hazard? I don't know. I just know she's Ringo Starr's wife. See, Ringo Starr. He's in. Uh... See, I told you he had something to do with James Bond. So when when did that Whatever. one come? That out? was in seventy uh, seven. That was a very good movie. Then he did Moonraker. Eh, it wasn't all that great. Never even heard of that. Moonraker. Yeah, they're in the space. James Bond in space. Oh, it, it was it was absurd. Uh, then he did um, For Your Eyes Only. Eh, that stunk. That was 80s. Yeah, that was in 81. Then he did Octopussy. That wasn't that great. Then he did A View to a Kill where he was just way too old to be James Bond. Um, really? Yeah, Roger Moore, yeah, he was really old by that point. He was almost 60. Oh, wow. Um, uh, then it was Dalton. Like I said, Living Daylight's great movie. Lice to Kill, awful. Uh, then Pierce Brosnan. GoldenEye, great movie. Um, probably, oh, Catherine Bach from Dukes of Hazard. Great movie, uh, GoldenEye. Probably saved the franchise. Yeah. Well, and the video game. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies was the next one. That was pff, atrocious. What Absolutely about? atrocious. The World Is Not Enough? They did The World Is Not Enough. In terms of a bomb movie, it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was okay. It was kind of stupid in some places. And then he did Die Another Day, which was awful. And now D- Daniel Craig mm-hmm. did a very good one, Casino Royale. This one, eh. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that great. Wait, so we just reviewed every single James Bond yes. movie ever. Right like that. Wow. So then there's the, tra- the trailers, right? So they're going through, you know, they're going through the trailers. And, well, one of the reasons I went was I had heard that the new Star Trek film, 
2009, J.J. Abrams. Well, which was supposed to come out yeah. around Christmas. Yeah. Got delayed again. No, they didn't get delayed. They moved it on purpose, Paramount. So they can make I know, they money. delayed it. Whatever. That's a delay. So, uh, Star Trek. So I'm thinking, oh, Star Trek. Well, it turns out some theaters decided not to show the Star Trek trailer. Ah. With the Bond movie. What the, the paunch luck. I honestly, I think it was Again. Sony. It was Sony trying to screw Paramount. So I'll get to that trailer in a second. I wound up watching it online. Um, one of the trailers, one of the movies was uh, Valkyrie. Which is this like fictitious kind of take on the... Uh, uh, during the World War II, there was a group of, uh, of Germans within the Nazi uh, uh, thing there that tried to kill Hitler. They tried to blow him up. Yeah, and Tom Cruise is in that. Tom Cruise stars in it. And there's a bunch of other people, too. And eh, it looks, I don't know, I, I really don't care about the movie. But here's my problem. And these they keep doing it. with the. I don't understand these people. Like, HBO had that, that show, uh, uh, Rome. Not one person in the show spoke with any kind of a Roman accent. They just spoke with their British accents. <laughs> I find that absurd. Well, well, wait, how do you, you want them to speak? Hey, come over well, here. I don't think, I, I got to, uh, I don't think they spoke like that in ancient Rome. <laughs> how did they speak? I don't know. Well, so then how are they supposed to know? All right, fine, all right, fine. I'll give them that one. Well, there's no excuse with this one. We, they know how Germans spoke in 1945. I know. Not one person in the whole movie <laughs> spoke with a German accent. It's Tom Cruise. He stinks. What do you expect? He's think? speaking with an American accent. Everybody else is speaking a British accent, French accent. No one's speaking with a German accent. You what think, is this? You think Tom Cruise can do a German accent? Yes, it's not that hard. For 90 minutes? He's, he'll be laughing the whole time. <laughs> help me help you. Well, what's these other guy's excuses? Blame the director. I don't know. I don't that, even that care. That is terrible. <laughs> Completely inauthentic. Like, I'm going to watch this movie. What's it uh, called? Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So then the Star Trek trailer. Now, as you know, I think we've spoken about it. I, I was not happy that they did not include William Shatner in this movie. And then I, I, posted, a, on the, I posted a little blog there on the website when they showed the first pictures of the new Enterprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I complain. A lot of people have complained. There's even on... Um, I've seen on message boards people who worked on the previous Star Trek shows, some of the uh, digital illustrators and, and artists complaining about it, and they're like, you know, it's the proportions are all wrong. It's it's just I, I just didn't think it was a very good job. And so now I'm you know I'm well, really I know Juan Pedro agreed. Yeah, and I'm really pessimistic about this, and I'm like, ah, what are they doing? And and why are they building a ship on in Iowa on Earth? We would never build a ship of that size on Earth. You would build it in orbit. But anyway, so, you know, so in the trailer. And, you know, I'm really pessimistic and, and this and that. And and I, I actually wound up seeing the trailer for the first time on YouTube from some bootleg. Because, again, I couldn't see it in the theater. <laughs> and the actual trailer is on freaking Apple.com. And QuickTime, which never works on my computer. I hate QuickTime. Mm -hmm. I hate Apple. Ugh. So I watched the, the, the bootleg and I gotta tell you, I may have, you know what, here, right here. I have to, I have to tip my hat to JJ Abrams. Wow. 
Wait, even with the horrendous Enterprise? Even with the horrendous Enterprise, I have to tip my hat. The, 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 I know the trailer was very fast moving and it's just a trailer, but the, the brief clips, I, it's pro, it may not be the kind of Star Trek movie I'd like to see, but I, I actually just looking at it, I, I just, I have to give him credit from what I've seen in that trailer. It looks like a Star Trek movie that I can actually sit there and enjoy. Well, did they show, um, Zachary Quinto as Spock? Yeah. How was he? He really didn't, there really wasn't any, the, the trailer, they didn't really say anything. How, how did he look? <clears throat> he did, looked like, he looked like a Vulcan. What am I tell you? And did they show Leonard Nimoy? No. Ah. No. Um, but they showed, you know, they had a brief clip where, um, uh, Chris Pine, who plays Kirk, is, I don't know if he's on the bridge of the ship or something, and he's arguing with the Spock, Zachary Quinto, and the brief uh, dialogue they show Kirk, and he basically says something like, you know, like, don't talk. No. Warp speed. <laughs> he didn't talk like William Shatner. Um, <laughs> he, um, but he said something like forceful, like, you don't tell me what to do on my ship. It just was Kirk. Yeah. Again, that's just the trailer. Uh, the writers of this thing also wrote Transformers. So, oh, why um, did you have to tell me? Uh, I don't care. I'm not a Star Trek but, guy. But, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, it could, you know what? It could wind up being awful in the sense that I, I could wind up just being gut-wrenched by the number of things they get wrong in the canon of the series. And But it looks promising, so. Well, speaking of Transformers, oh, you had sent no. me these uh, pictures of the new character models. RC and... Uh, who was the other one? RC, which is three motorcycles transform into one robot. Stupid. One robot. Really stupid. Again, these mod they looked... Uh, I can't even get into this Michael Bay. I just wanted to blow up. Episode 76, we did our huge Transformers <laughs> movie review. And one of our complaints... Painful. Yes, it was very painful. One of our complaints was that the actual characters of the Transformers, the robots, looked horrible. And even Esteban wrote on his blog, it looks like they just took metal, put it in a blender, and then took the little metal pieces and just taped them together, glued them together. And Bay... They look like skeletons. And he made this big stick that he wanted the digital artist to be certain that every single piece of the vehicle would still be visible when the thing transformed. I know. And I'm like, this guy... And, and the thing was, when 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 we complained that there weren't enough Transformers in it, enough scenes with them and, and all, one of the, the... His excuse was, well, you know, the it cost too much, took too long, and I'm like, yeah, pal, because you made it too freaking intricate. But anyway, So one of our complaints was that these... The, the robots looked really stupid and Robots. Bad. Robots. Robots. And they were just too complicated, and they looked like skeleton. It was stupid. So then you showed me the pictures of some of the new robot designs, and they look even worse. I'll put a link to the picture. But oh, just... I found out Soundwave is a satellite dish. Yeah, that was the satellite. Yeah, Soundwave. What kind of a transformer has to transform and then fly all the way up <laughs> hundreds of miles into outer space? Well, he's hidden. He's disguising himself. I know, but Optimus Prime transforms into a truck, 
you know, 30 seconds goes by, he's a truck, he's there. Mm. Soundwave, he's going to have to transform, spend like three days flying right. up into outer space. <laughs> You're, you're talking... And you're... then when he wants to come back down, he has to spend three days coming back down. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. Stop I... it. Oh, by the way, one of the bits on... Uh, we forgot one of the bits on the David Letterman show today. For some reason, they put a picture on the screen of what Dr. Phil would look like yes! if he had hair. Well, that was from the New York Post. Yeah, it was from the newspaper. Why? Why was that in there? I don't know. It looked terrible. <laughs> I have grown hair. And speaking of movies, mm. and like James Bond driving around and stuff like that, this has always driven me crazy. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Every single movie does this. Why? Someone will be driving the car, there'll be a passenger in the passenger seat, and they're talking to each other. Fine. But in every single movie where that happens... The driver looks at the passenger for like five minutes and never looks at the road. That drives me insane. Uh, it drives me insane and it stresses me out. Hey, I don't know. The other thing is that, what was it, episode 116? Was it episode 116 or 115? We were talking about celebrity rehab. <sighs> The TV show. Oh, my God. I was watching that the other day. Oh, man. Yeah, it was episode 116. Jeff Conaway is just a wreck. He can't even walk. I know. So remember I was saying that, like, I, I watched a few episodes and he was just, call 911. <laughs> That's it. Call 911. <laughs> so after we posted that episode, I watched another episode of it. And they had him sitting there, he was talking to Dr. Drew, and then they had his girlfriend sitting there. Um, Dr. Drew asked, so, so what's he like at home? And she said, he's constantly calling 911. <laughs> <laughs> like he, 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 uh, you know, he, he opens the refrigerator, there's no milk, he calls 911. <laughs> uh, the toilet overflows, he calls 911. <laughs> That's all this guy does. <laughs> That's all he knows how to do. Nine one one. Do it again. It's too funny. Call nine one one. And then, of course, you know Gary Busey is. Uh, you know, he's, he's. I think I was watching one part of it. And he was like, "You know, Gary, I don't like you. You're a piece of garbage." <laughs> he's like. He's like, no, he's like, you're a psychopath. And he's yeah. like, yeah. well, thanks for the analyzation, Dr. Conaway. <laughs> the two of them should have their own separate <laughs> show. I'm telling you. They're all a wreck. Tony Katane, Rod Stewart's son. Who is this guy? He's there? Yeah, Rod Stewart's son. Oh. He has the same hairdo as Rod Stewart. <laughs> Again, episode 116, we were talking about the the commercial of the blanket with sleeves. And I've, you know, I've seen these other commercials for a long time. And this guy is just, this guy will sell anything. He sells anything. The garden weasel! It's this stupid, 
guy with the big beard yeah. and the slick back hair. The garden weasel! And he screams. The garden claw! He screams the yeah. whole 30 seconds. Hey everyone, it's OxyClean! Uh, the power of oxygen will clean your home! Buy it today! Right? So I'm like, alright, so he's the OxyClean guy. Then I see him for something, for some... The uh, garden claw. Hey everyone, it's the garden claw! <laughs> Do you ever have to do gardening? <laughs> you should get the garden claw! He's just screaming at the top of his lungs the entire commercial. Awful. And he just, he's, I, it's so weird. A weird uh, marketing tactic. Mm. Who is this guy? Why do they keep, all these companies keep know. hiring him? Nobody buys that crap. <laughs> <laughs> the of glove. What, the what? The of glove. Oh, so then as we're walking to the show, there's this enormous billboard on Broadway, I think. Nah. For Christian Slater's show. What is that called? Wait, well, yeah, I'll tell you in a I think it's already been cancelled! <laughs> no! It's been cancelled. Wow. I been cancelled. Gotta get another job. I wasn't sassy enough. <laughs> Christian I know, we were excited that he was back on TV. I don't think we've actually seen the show. <laughs> it didn't last long enough. My own worst enemy. Uh. Yeah, you know what show's funny that I've been watching is on on Channel 2 is Worst Week. It's actually a funny show. The only comedy I watch is, and I probably missed it, is My Name is Earl. Oh, and Chuck. Yeah, Chuck's okay. Let's look it up real quick. The guy that's in Worst Week, the main guy, is... Uh, and and they're they're all funny, but the main guy... It's sort of like... A cross between Arrested Development and Meet the Parents. But the main guy that plays uh, Sam, Kyle Bornheimer. Never heard of him. He's actually really funny. And just like his facial expressions and everything. He's, he's really funny. And um, the things they have him do. Because like he's supposed to be this real klutzy guy. And he's staying with his girlfriend's parents. And he messes up the whole house and everything. Uh. And, like, the things they have him do, like, he's walking on broken glass. Like, he, the mother orders a, a, a new set of, like, crystal glasses. And he's, he's, like, drops them and they all shatter. And he's, like, walking across them. And then the wedding cake comes. It's this, like, Bruce Willis. ten feet tall wedding cake. And, and he just, like, has to slip and fall through the cake and everything. Uh... It's like they're making him do these ridiculous things. Then he has to swing from the chandelier. What? It's just, just really stupid stuff. Then he has to like go through garbage and take stuff out of baby's di diapers. And what? Because he lost the ring in this uh, baby's diaper God. and he had to go through all the diapers. <laughs> that does sound like a ripoff of the parents. <laughs> but he's really funny. I can't believe he does all this stuff that they make him do. Mm. So I, I have the news... Stan Lee, the man! Stan Lee, web slinger! It's me! Well, Stan Lee apparently has won some kind of uh, Medal of Arts or something. 
Put like go to Google. Put Stan Lee Medal of Arts. Not Sin Lee. Oh. <laughs> and not metal. No, I, I... I use two hands. Stan Lee. I'm Iron. made out of metal. I'm Metal Man. Iron Man. <laughs> metal of Arts? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the first one. This? Yeah. No, click on an actual article. <laughs> that was... Hey, wait a minute. That was our picture. <laughs> Wait, now New York Times is stealing our pictures. So it says the comic book creator Stanley was among the honorees at a presentation of the National Medal of Arts and the National Humanities Medal hosted on Monday by President George Bush at the White House. Just uh, read his quotes. I wonder what took so long, web schlingers. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Say he said it with a laugh or I'll shoot you. What? Appar uh, okay, so apparently he told the reporter, you better say that with a laugh <laughs> or I'll shoot you. What? He's threatening he sense. murder people. <laughs> what the heck? I feel very honored and very surprised. When I first got the phone call, I thought it was a gag. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <coughs> yeah, hello, is this Stan Lee? Yes, it is, web schlinger. Uh, this is a representative of the NEA uh, National Medal of Arts. You've won the National Medal of Arts. Oh, this is a gag. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send Spider-Man out to get you, you hoodlum. <laughs> prank calling me. Aquaman will summon his fish. That's DC. <laughs> Whatever. It's... <laughs> What was the one, uh, Captain, no, not Captain Marvel. The Mariner? Yeah, so Namor, the Submariner. The Submariner, oh. <laughs> what was that? Stupid names. <laughs> now, here's the other thing about Stan Lee. I heard this on the Ron and Fez show, to give them the credit. Go back to Google. Yeah. Leave Stan Lee in there, okay? Yeah. Then type Showtime Show. Showtime at the Apollo? No. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. It must be real. What is this? Oh, no. What is he doing? Wait, whatever happened to that TV show starring Ringo Starr that Stanley was working on? What? Is this it? Yeah, remember he was going to make a, a, a superhero show with Hugh Hefner and Ringo Starr? No. Come on, I'm go back to that you. story. We talked about it in episode 96. I don't care. All right. So this says Showtime uh, to produce Stan Lee's gay superhero show. <laughs> oh, God. Showtime is developing an hour-long project from comic book icon Stan Lee that tracks the life of a gay superhero. That's right, Web Schlingers. It's gay, Wait, man. What would he know about gay superheroes? I, I don't know. Is he gay? I don't know. What does he wrong with that? Uh, the story focuses on an up-and-coming superhero who struggles to hide his secret identity of being gay. Okay. You'll never tell your secret identity. Shell phone lady. No. Stop eating donuts. Nitro G, you're an idiot. Uh, oh, he's also working on several movies for Paramount, including the upcoming Thor. Who wants to see Thor? Thor, what? <laughs> Captain America. Oh, uh, well. 
an Iron Iron Man two. Yes. yes. We were talking about this before, just real quick. Chris Elliott's daughter is now a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Mm. How about she's got to be a teenager? I think she's twenty one. Oh. She actually looked. She's actually very uh, attractive. Which is amazing since she came from the, the, yeah, I the, know. <laughs> the genes of Chris Elliott. I know. Oh, and, and, uh, one last, I know, she, uh, she was on the episode last Saturday. She had about two sentences. Yeah, well, you know, they understudy, I guess. But, and then this other thing, real quick, I saw this news article that in Nebraska. Yeah, this has been going on for a while. Well, they have this thing where, uh, parents, can drop off unwanted babies to the hospital. <laughs> so they had parents, they had like 17, 16-year-old teenagers yeah. show up at the hospital. They're like, uh, hey, can we help you? Yeah, my parents just dropped me off. Well, I mean, you know. Like, wait, wait a minute, 17? <laughs> no, we're talking about like one day old, what one happened, week old, not 17 years old. I know, old. what happened was when they wrote the law, and this is part of the problem with some of these states out there, is they don't, they don't, you know, people, oh, you know, lawyers are bad. Blah, blah, blah. Well, sometimes you need lawyers to make sure you write the law correctly. <laughs> because they wrote the law and just said child. They didn't give any kind of age limit. They said child. <laughs> well, anybody under say, 17 or under is a child, a minor. It's very sad. What about the Michael Jackson thing? He is getting sued again by some uh, Arab guy. I, somebody in the Middle East. I don't know what's going on. He, he loaned them seven. What idiot would loan? I know, you know a lot of these, the, the, these Arabs that have all this money from the oil. One of the things they did back in like the 70s and 80s was they came here with all this money. And they figured, oh, we're going to buy everything up from these stupid Americans. Well, guess what? We sold them the worthless garbage in the entire country. We sold them stuff that was... You know, land that was completely worthless. They're idiots. Oh, Michael Jackson, we sold him. What idiot would loan Michael Jackson $7 million? <laughs> Never going to get that back. So he's going, I don't know where the trial is. I think it's in London. And so now his lawyer is saying, oh, he's just too sick to travel. He's too sick. And they asked, they had, they're like, mentally. Wait, so they're like, well, you have to tell me what's wrong with him. I'm like, no, we can't, we can't tell you that. <laughs> It's bad, but we can't tell you. Why doesn't he just kill himself uh, and just get it over with? Uh, because he's 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 there for the children, right? No, that's ignorant. <laughs> I love I'm, children. I mean, the children. Yes. Have you ever played my video game? Uh, I rescue children. <laughs> I give them uh, Jesus juice. Uh, Uh, when Paul Schaefer came out at first and was like talking, I was like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? <laughs>